My name is Jensen Karp, and I'm a sports fan, but I'm also a realist. And it's looking more and more like I won't be able to see sports in person until next year. To put that into perspective, that's over 500,000 Quibbies. With this in mind, I continue to talk to athletes and sports industry professionals about what they're doing in quarantine, hoping to figure out if they miss competing as much as I miss watching it. This is the No Sports Report. Cincinnati Reds relief pitcher Amir Garrett is 6 foot 6, 212 pounds. So when he went running fist ready at the entire Pittsburgh Pirates bench in 2019, it was a sight like we've never seen before. The clip went viral, Garrett was suspended for 8 games, and his Jackie Chan-like confidence became that of folklore. And when he's playing by the rules, he's only become more of a force on the mound. A career high in 2019, Garrett had five wins and a 3.21 ERA, completing his third season with the Reds, where his numbers have improved year after year. And this wasn't even his first sport. He also played basketball at St. John's, but when scouts saw him throw a 96-mile-per-hour fastball in high school when he wasn't even playing on a team, the decision was kind of made for him. And now, with the season in limbo, he's pivoted to something else he's a natural at. Video games. More specifically, MLB The Show, where he recently won the Players' Tournament and is now knee-deep in the Players' League, an esports alternative in conjunction with MLB that allows Garrett to connect with his fans and yell at his TV. And so, with only a few hours before he went back to streaming, I spoke with Garrett about how Las Vegas is taking the pandemic, how to talk trash correctly while playing Xbox, and Dua Lipa. All of this on a new episode of The No Sports Report. Call from Amir Garrett, Cincinnati Reds Relief Pitcher. To accept, press one. Press. Hello, Amir. What's up? How you doing? I'm good, man. I, I I'm calling to figure out how your quarantine has been going. It's going all right. You know, it's going the best that it could possibly be at this moment, for sure. Yeah, I think if anyone tells you it's going like incredible, they're they're pretty serious liars. I mean, they have to be. I mean, nobody likes staying cooped up in the house, you know, 24 hours throughout the day and, you know, not being able to, to do certain stuff that they, they love doing, you know, whether it's going shopping or whatever. So we, we make the most of what we have, right? Yeah, it's no secret to anyone who's been listening to the podcast. I thought I'd be good because I'm a bit of an introvert. And the one thing that my wife and I feel most uh, distanced from is the mall. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean... My fiance as well, she loves the shop, but it's saving me some money. So I think that's the good thing, you know, not going to the mall every day. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I feel like we've just adapted to buying online. I'm just more into Amazon now. Yeah, but the Amazon thing too, like with me, I like, you know, we like shopping on Amazon as well. But for right now, I don't know if it's the same with you guys, but it's taking a little bit for it to get to you. Yeah. I bought something the other day and it said that it would be here in May. And I was like, that makes no sense. This is something I would get overnight. But then it still showed up like four days later. So I think they're they're sort of setting you up to be like, you'll get this in 2021. And then it just shows up in your mailbox a couple days later. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like online shopping because I want it now. I want to see it. Like I want it like at that moment. So the online shopping thing for me, is like, uh, I can do without it. I know. I'm sort of old-fashioned like you uh, with stuff like that. Like, if I, I would never buy jeans online. I'm like, dude, I got to try And I'm, I'm not going to return them. Oh, uh, yeah. For me, I can't. My fiance, she, she shopped me online before. It's like, I can't get clothes online because I need to try it out. I'm a big guy. I'm 6'6". Yeah. Six, six, so, like, a lot of stuff doesn't fit me the way it fits somebody else. So, 
I definitely have to be in the store for that stuff. Exactly. I'm built like a potato. So I'm like, I can't imagine a shirt or jeans fitting perfectly unless I've tried it on. I, I did read that you are currently stationed in Vegas. It has been devastated by coronavirus, by unemployment, and basically the entertainment industry sort of shutting down. Have you seen those effects? I mean, with everything going on right now, it's very unfortunate. You know, a lot of people are getting laid off and stuff like that. But I think that Las Vegas, us as a city, we're doing pretty well with what's going on. You know, we shut down all the casinos right away. Mm -hmm. We shut down the strip right away. So no tourists would come in and visit and all that stuff. And I feel like that's a big part of Las Vegas. You know what I mean? So even if you don't know that you're sick, you can definitely spread it, you know, just by walking on the strip, you know, alongside other people. And I feel like we've, we've done a good job because, like, the stores and stuff are getting back to what they were. Like, you know, we're starting to have toilet paper. We have water, you know, it's stocked and stuff like that. And we're doing a good job with social distancing. Like, you know, at the markets, they only have, like, 100 shopping carts at a time. Oh, so wow. no matter what, you have to take a basket so they monitor how many people are in the store at once, right? That's great, yeah. So... You know, that's doing a, a great job of social distancing. And then they have the little stickers on the floor. And, you know, everybody's doing their part to follow the rules, of course, you know, because if we want to get through this, we all have to be together on this, right? And we're doing our part to help with all this madness that's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you got to figure Vegas is like New York in a way that everyone is sort of walking the strip together and very close. And the fact that there hasn't been like a cluster there is quite uh, kudos for the city. Yeah, it's great, man. Like, Driving on the strip, there's nobody there. Nobody. The city is really shut down. Like, no, like no casinos open, no hotels. And I was like, wow. And just seeing that, and us as a city taking initiative to like take this virus serious, coming together, doing what we need to do, and you know, others should follow suit as well. So you brought up your fiance. Uh, that's who you're quarantined with currently. Uh, you also have your dogs, which we'll get to. But did you guys have a wedding date planned? I, I think about this all the time. We were starting to like plan now for next year. Mm-hmm. But of course, no matter what goes on, we might not even have a wedding. We might just go elope or something like that. You never know with us. I want to have a wedding. She didn't want to have a wedding. So obviously, we're going to meet in the middle on something. You know, we're We're going to figure out if we even want to have a wedding or just have a big party and just go with the flow. Have, have you seen the videos online of people who are having socially distant weddings where people are like six feet away from each other and there's like a, a priest up atop of a building? I, I think I've seen a clip the other day, yeah. but I have to look into that because that'd be pretty interesting. I would, I would want to see how they're doing that. It's ridiculous. And, stuff like that. and I know people, you know, this is ruining people's plans and they're still going to do what they're going to do. But I'm glad that they're practicing, you know, social distancing on such an important day as well. I know. How do you stay active with the season being postponed, spring training being pushed back? Can you imagine what baseball is going to be like without guys being able to go out and sort of get ready for the season like they normally do? Man, this is going to show who is actually built for this, you know, because when tough times arise, that shouldn't affect what you need to do as a professional athlete. I mean, you have to make modifications. You got to do what you can to, to get what you need. And I feel like, you know, I've been doing a great job of staying in shape. And even if I'm not going to the field or something like that, I'm always at home. I'm doing something. I'm working out. Even though it's not the same feel as you being on the field or, you know, you're not giving 100%. I'm going to find a way to do what I need to do, even if it's in the backyard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even if my fiance is helping me set up something, we got to build something, a wall to throw at. We don't find a way. 
So I don't think that's going to be a big deal for me. We just got to stay ready for when the time comes. And I think we can't use this as an excuse. So I just feel like I want to just always think positively. And I'm not going to let this affect me in any negative way. Uh, I'm still going to do what I need to do at my home as well, practicing social distancing because that's most important, right? Are you uh, playing catch with your fiance? Is that what you said? So I don't play catch with her. My backyard isn't that big. So I'll just throw at the wall and she'll be there to help. And I have a little target that I have as well. You know, if the ball goes and kicks off something, she'll go get it and she'll throw it back or whatever. She'll even stand in if I need her to. You know, I got I got my dog. If I throw at the wall and the ball kicks off, he'll go get it and bring it back. So we work with what we got. And that dog is a rescue pit bull, correct? Yep, I have two of them. Uh, that's Dozer and Dash? Dozer and Dash, my baby. So we always know how important dogs are. I have a, a small dog named Brunch, a Boston Terrier poodle. I, uh-huh. I, there is no time that it's more obvious that they are man or woman's best friend. These guys don't know anything about what's going on outdoors. And if you're just feeling bad and lay down, they'll just cuddle with you. Are you finding like a refuge with them? I mean, for animals all across the world, right now is probably the best moment of their lives, you know, because they have their owners 24-7, right? Yeah. So it's like a tale of two stories of my dogs. Dozer is older. He's like uh, he's 13 or he's 12, excuse me. Dash is mm-hmm. three, going to be four. So Dozer loves being around people, but he loves personal space. He's the only dog I've ever seen that if we go upstairs and it's time to go to bed, well, he doesn't want to be on the bed, doesn't want to be cuddled. And once we try to leave him downstairs, he'll come upstairs and cry because he wants to get in the room and, and go to bed with us as well. But he won't get on the bed because right. he's laying in his doggy bed. He just wants to be next to us, but kind of distant. And then Dash, he's all in the middle, spread out, and it's just pawing my face and always constantly got to be by me. It's just two different dogs. He's outside my door right now, sniffing on the door and stuff, trying to get in here with me right now as we speak. It's the best. They're both so adorable on Instagram. Uh, so let's get into MLB The Show. You are a tournament champion already. Yes. This is the video game, pretty much the quintessential baseball video game for console. Yes. Tell people what tournament you already won, and then let's get into the Players League after that. Okay, so I won the Players Tournament. It was me, Blake Sell, Trevor May, and Hunter Pence. You know, it's it's actually funny. They asked me to be in here and said, of course I would. I haven't played the show, like, before that. Like, literally, like, maybe a day or two before that when they told me I was going to be in it. I'm like, all right, cool, let's go. So, uh, you know, as everybody knows, I won that tournament. So I'm the champion right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now they said, okay, we're going to do a league and we're going to have everybody representing their team. All right, I'm down. So, but I feel like this is a good way, you know, for us to interact with the fans, you know, letting them see a side of us that a lot of people don't get to see because we don't have time to do all the stuff we're doing. But for the players, leave, it's really a fun thing to be a part of right now. And I'm, I'm glad that we can do it for the fans, you know, because take their mind off all the craziness. I, I have a Twitch and stuff like that. So a lot of people come in there and hang out with me and, you know, and I'm playing the video game. I play against fans every single day. Mm-hmm. I, I promise that I play every single day. I'm streaming every single day. So I think this is a great idea, you know, just to get closer with people and connect with them on a level, you know, because we're all in this together. And yeah, and you're in the Players League, one player per team competing. You are the only one smart enough, in my opinion, to dress in your full Reds uniform, jersey, pants, hat, whole nine. Are you planning on doing that again for the entire Players League? Okay, so I kind of switched it up a little bit. So when I did the tournament, I played in my uniform, mm-hmm. and I won. But now, I, every single time I've been playing in the Players League, I've been wearing a different jersey of myself, whether it's basketball, 
or baseball. Mm-hmm. So, like, first day I wore my jersey, my red jersey, and the next day I wore my St. John's basketball jersey. And then the last time I wore my Futures game jersey, but I lost a game in that jersey, and then I switched my player's weekend jersey from last year. Okay, so I don't want to throw shots. I don't want to I don't I don't want to start a beef here, but MLB.com in my opinion has been extremely disrespectful. Yep. You are currently last I checked at 6th in their power rankings, Joey Gallo up top who's having quite a little bit of a run. Do you feel like an underdog cuz as as returning champion, my money's still on you. I mean, yeah, as it should be because I beat Blake Snell twice. I beat Trevor May twice. I haven't beat Joey yet. Joey steamrolled everybody, but you know, small market team, you know, I'm the champ, but people forget, but they have their their certain guys that they push and they love and stuff like that. So it's it's completely fine with me. I'm just going to, I'm going to win this league Mm -hmm. and I'm going to show them I'm still the champ. They have, they're coming from my throne right now. That's how I look at it. Right. Same as you. I feel the same way. Yep. They got to put some respect on it, man. And you know, it's a fun time playing the game. It's it's so unpredictable because Joey doesn't play the show like that. And look at him. He's steamrolling everybody. So there's guys that play the show more than others. And it's like guys that get lucky. Like my hardest opponent that I faced so far, even with the four losses was, Erod from the Red Sox, and I beat him one to zero, and he was my hardest opponent. And it's so unpredictable with this game. Well, we spoke with Gavin Lux the other day. We sort of talked about your trash talk game online. Yeah. Give us some pointers on how you how you do that. You are a well known shit talker. Tell us, give us some some pointers. I like to talk mess. That's what gets me going, what motivates me. But I throw people off because they're like, this guy talks mess even when he loses. So I'm like, yeah, you got to be the same at all times. Like, I don't care. You beat me. You still suck. And they're like, I just beat you, though. Yeah, what else you got? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm still going to talk mess and win or lose. So that's just me. And I try to do it to get in people's heads for the next time I play them. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's all fun at the end of the day. Like, I love doing it. And just to talk with these guys, guys that I played against, you know, and it's all love at the end of the day. So you challenged one of the best show players in the world, your friend Kyle, to a game. This is just one of those professional kid video game players. Tell people how that went. Okay, so, you know, after I was whooping everybody on the show, I was like, man, who's the best show player in the world? Who's the best? Who's the best? And he was like, I heard you're looking for me. (laughs) And it was so funny. And I'm like, oh, snap, what did I just do? And, you know, I play a lot of video games, but I never get better. So when I play Kyle, it's like, man, it was a different animal. I was like, like, how does, how is he this good? Right. Like he beat me 11 to one and the one run that I scored, he let me score because it was a mercy rule in effect. But, but he also, I, I earned a hit against him. He almost no hit me, but I earned that hit and I got a hit up the middle. And I was so hyped about that. But yeah, like, you know, that's what, that's, that's what he does. And I told him after we played, I said, yeah, you're, you're video game good, but I'm real life good. You got to face me in the batter's box now. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Yeah, I mean, and that kid, yeah, that kid's got like a YouTube channel. Be perfect. Yeah, see, but that's like, the, that's like the trash talk that I like to do. And I feel like that's like, not only for him, but for me, it's good. You know, people enjoy like little stuff like that, like a, a streamer like him. Top of the, at at his game, you know, and I, I initiated. I want to play him because I know a lot of guys don't care about it, but like it means something to me for me to play somebody else at the top of their game or whatever, even if it's video games or whatever. And I'm just like, if I get beat, I just get beat. But I was like, that's sick. Like that's really, that's really cool for him to play with me. Yeah. 
He's the pro. Well, well, you you get emotional while playing both on and off the field, uh, the show or regular baseball. And I understand your fiance has complained before about how loud you get when you're playing video games. We're going to put a clip in here. Here's here's a clip of Amir playing. Lined into right, a base yes, sir, he out. I was I was stoked to hear how much you make noise while playing. Have you tried to keep it down because of her complaints? I've tried, but I think she's coming around now. She's like, all right, whatever. It is what it is, you know, because I like to play. And the, and the video game gets me so upset, too, sometimes. Oh, my gosh, whether it be Fortnite or it'll be the show or whatever. It gets me so upset. Like, you know, she'll have friends over and they're like, what was that? And they're like, oh, it's just in there. He's just playing this game. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> you did one time unplug a game with your foot just by celebrating, correct? Oh, yeah. I think it was the first day and I was winning and like, I was so excited and I unplugged it. I'm like, oh man. And I was like, sorry guys, I'll be back. I unplugged the game. And <laughs> like, I literally kicked it out and I'm like, what the heck? And I'm like, oh man, now I got to restart up. And you know, but I love, I love me some video games and I get, I get pretty intense. Uh, I've seen it. Do you have any tips for people who have decided to just pick up MLB The Show during quarantine? Do you have anything as a returning champion that you would tell people that are taking this time to get to know that that game? It's definitely a grind because this is the only MLB The Show game I've really played day in and day out now since the tournament because I just played like Fortnite, NBA 2K and stuff like that. But it's definitely a grind. And I, from what I heard, this game is harder than the previous one. But my tip is play on like Hall of Fame or Legend once you start out you know, work your way up to that because, I mean, we play on veteran in the players league mm-hmm. and playing on veteran is so unpredictable. Like it takes no skill. Like it's just, just the way the game is played, like on veteran, it's easy, but you go to legend and hall of fame, you see how people have different skill sets and you see like they can literally play the game. Sure. Like many other athletes during downtime, you have joined the website cameo. How many people are asking you to challenge their friends to an uneven fight? Like, I want you to take on 12 of my friends and beat them all up. I mean, I feel like that would be, if I had to pick a cameo <laughs> for you to tell me, I would 100% be like, you got you to gotta beat up all my friends. Yo, I haven't got any requests like that. I, I get, like, messages and stuff like that. People are like, hey, Amir, like, would you be willing to, like, come and get this guy for me or come and, and get my friends? Like, they're teasing me and stuff. I get that all the time. And it's so hilarious to me because it's like, Wow, like that's that's pretty cool. It's like people want me to help them, you know what I mean? But you know, at the end of the day, like I just give a laugh, and I'm just like, wow, that. So that's how people view me now, huh? They view me like that, but it's all it's all good though. Have you seen the meme of you fighting all the coronaviruses? I know. You know what's funny? I actually tweeted that out, and I said, you know, if the world needs this, I will sacrifice. And I, if I could beat up the coronavirus for the world. I would sacrifice and I would try to take on the coronavirus by myself. I really would. I really would. Yeah, well, you know, but that was an awesome meme. That was pretty fun, though. That was pretty funny. Thank you. Thank you for your service. <laughs> After this, more with Amir Garrett. As you know, communities are experiencing these difficult times differently across the country. 
Feeding America is working tirelessly to ensure our most vulnerable populations, students who are out of school, the elderly, individuals whose jobs are impacted, and low-income families continue to have access to food and other needed resources during this emergency. The Feeding America Food Bank Network is committed to serving communities and people facing hunger in America during the COVID-19 pandemic. Right now, their greatest need is donations and support of local food banks. This series is committed to donating all proceeds from the show to Feeding America, and we hope that you can join us in this effort too. Find out how you can help at feedingamerica.org backslash COVID-19. And now back to the Cincinnati Reds, Amir Garrett. A couple baseball questions first. Uh, they've been talking about the season maybe happening all in Arizona or doing double headers to squeeze in more games. Uh, how would either of those situations affect pitching? I mean, I'm all for it. I'm going to get out there for the fans. I want to play. So I feel like I can sacrifice whatever modifications we need to, to handle. But then again, I also got to pay attention to other people because I don't play every day. I'm not a position player. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm a reliever. I could possibly pitch two, three days in a row, but I don't play every single day. So it, it kind of got to step back sometimes. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. But I got to realize this. There's other guys that play every day and how that would affect them. You know what I mean? It's like, I might say, yeah, it's a good idea to play double headers like three times a week, but that might not be the best for our position players because we got to win games. And if they're not at the top of their game, then we're not going to win games. So I got to kind of be sensitive to how they would feel and put myself in their shoes and stuff like that. But, you know, whatever is happening right now, none of us know, Mm -hmm. obviously, but you know, I'm ready to go whenever, and uh, hopefully we can come to some kind of conclusion or whatever, uh, you know, to get this thing started. And what about without fans? Have you have you thought about what it would be like to play baseball without anyone in the crowd? I mean, I feel like even in Little League, we had our parents in the bleachers. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate times right now. Really, you know, our, our safety, everybody's health is the number one thing. But if we have to play without fans, we just have to play without fans. You know, for us to play the game that we love and for it to be safe to play the game that we love, I mean, it, it would be tough. You know, definitely the adrenaline factor of the, the game would be different because there's nobody in the stands. But, I mean, if it has to come to that, then it has to come to that. We got we to gotta get past this coronavirus stuff. So, you know, whatever we need to do to make this happen, I'm all for it. Yeah, because you're like me. Like you said, you played St. John's basketball. Like, we're both big NBA dudes. Like, it's easier for me to imagine baseball without fans. But, I mean, NBA without fans is super weird. And I just, I miss basketball more than I ever have. Is is that how you feel as well about NBA? Yeah, I mean, all sports. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff that's important to us in this world, right? But, like, we realize how much sports is important to the world. Like, to people that have outlets to something. Like, you know, you go to work and you have a bad day and you come and turn TV on and sports is your outlet from your day. We don't have that anymore right now. So you're like, what do I watch? Like, okay, I watch Netflix. I watch these series. And it's like, it's all the same thing, but it's not sports. Like where there's something different every day or a person pitching every day or, you know, a person shooting the bat. Like there's different, there's not different outcomes on Netflix. We don't have that right now. So it's really different right now. Well, that's, yeah, that's why we do the podcast just to get, you know, caught up with our favorite athletes. And and we sort of end with something positive and then something kind of stupid. First, I'm asking you if there's anything that's happening during this time, something we've adapted to because of the coronavirus that you think after everything is clear and we're back outside of our houses that we should continue to practice. For sure, continue to practice cleanliness, you know, washing your hands and stuff like that, you know, just being polite to the others, because if this coronavirus has taught me anything, 
is definitely this cleanliness. You know, sometimes I come in from the house and I don't wash my hands and I go and click the TV remote. You know, I don't know what's on my hands. Like, you know, I had dirt. You know what I mean? Like, just stuff like that. Like, now that I come in the house, I always wash my hands now because of this. So that's just something that's important. And I feel like after this is all over, people should take what they practice during this coronavirus in it every single day of their lives. Lastly, I want to give you some suggestions. It doesn't sound like you need anything more in your quarantine, but I have a couple things that I'll give you new things that you can throw into the mix. First, we talk a lot about hip-hop on the show. A lot of uh, athletes are super into rap, same way I am. Yes. But I wanted to suggest some good old-fashioned pop music into your playlist. Is that cool? Okay. Oh, that's perfectly fine. Great. Something if you just want to you know, play the show and dance and forget about your corona worries, I'm suggesting the new album from Dua Lipa called Future Nostalgia. Have you heard it at all? No, I have not, but I will definitely give it a crack, though, for sure. Here's the thing. I didn't even really, I knew Dua Lipa was famous. I knew she was, you know, uh, a big popular thing. I maybe remember her first single, but I downloaded this just because I have more time to listen to music, and it is a great pop album. It's her second one, and sometimes you just have to have a little extra bubblegum in the mix. Yeah, I mean, it's no same in my game. Like, I listen to, I listen to a lot of stuff. Beyonce listens to a lot of different kinds of music because she's definitely changed my outlook mm -hmm. on different kinds of music. She'll listen to rock and roll. If she's working out, she'll listen to country. She'll listen to rap, a little bit of everything. And I'm like, all right, okay, I can do this. You know, I can adapt to, to different kinds of music. So I definitely will, will give that a listen. And I'm not saying throw away, you know, the West Side Gun or throw away the baby record. I'm just saying throw this in the mix. <laughs> no, I definitely, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I'll give it a play. All right, moving on. The second one is about Masterclass. Do you know about Masterclass at all? No, I do not. Okay, good. Masterclass is a website, all right? Before before this whole coronavirus thing, I was like, how would I ever have time for this? Now with the coronavirus, it's perfect. It is a website and app where you learn certain skills from professionals in different fields. You get access to all of these classes. For example, Spike Lee teaches you independent filmmaking. Okay. Serena Williams teaches you tennis. Mm-hmm. Simone Biles teaches you gymnastics fundamentals. That one might be a little too much of a commitment. Steph Curry teaches you shooting and ball handling. And Wolfgang Puck teaches you cooking. And there's like a hundred of these classes. Oh, yeah. That, that's something I definitely will be interested in for sure, like 100%. Because first of all, I want to learn how to cook. Mm -hmm. The gymnastic thing the, the gymnastic thing might be something of interest to me because, you know, I'm trying to be a little bit more limber. And so I'm definitely going to give that a look, though. I think that, that's, that's pretty awesome. What is it called again? It is called Masterclass. Masterclass, I definitely will give that a, a peek. Lastly, I'm two for two, I feel. Lastly, this is a business idea. It's made specifically for quarantine. Now, we all look like garbage. We don't have haircuts. We, we are wearing the same clothes every day. There's really no need for us to even shower at this point. <laughs> okay, so we all need a little positivity when it comes to our appearance and how we look to the outside world. So I'm pitching this idea. It is called a mirror garret. Okay. Mm -hmm. A mirror Garrett. It is a full length mirror for your room that you look into. And despite the fact that you look your worst in the pandemic, there's a little speaker at the bottom that has your voice saying things like you look great or those sweatpants fit you perfectly. <laughs> Super positive and, and Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. Love it. And yeah, like that's that's, that's funny. Even if people gain weight, you could just look at me and you'd be like, You look like a bunch of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the little positivity going. I like that. I can actually get behind that. I like that. I like that a lot. You know, just to give, give them something, no matter what, what they're going through in their day, they can get some positivity from a mirror, Garrett. Let's see. There you go. 
And we need it more now than ever. Amir, thank you so much for talking to me. And uh, I wish you and your fiance and your dogs all the health and safety. And, and hopefully we'll see you out in the field soon. I appreciate you guys for having me. No worries. I really do. Thank you so much. The No Sports Report is produced and distributed by Treefort Media. The show is executive produced by Kelly Garner, Lisa Ammerman, and me, Jensen Carton. Our series producer is Matthew Kugler. Tom Monahan is our senior audio engineer and sound supervisor with additional production help from Tim Schauer, June Rosen, and Haley Mandelberg. With production and editing by Jasper Leek. Our theme music is composed by Spielkus. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please subscribe, rate us, and review us on Apple Podcasts. You have nothing else to do. Send it to your friends, tweet, share, post about it, do whatever you can. And please visit feedingamerica.org. And if you're able to make a donation, any amount will help make a difference. And you can learn more about other ways to help on their website. For more information on the No Sports Report, links to the socials, and for our show transcripts for the hearing-impaired listeners, please go to treefort.fm. Be safe and be well.